Welcome again to our podcast, More Layers, everybody. I am Seth Mariano. And I am Jordan Smith. Yeah, and Jordan uh, just told me just before we got started today that uh, he is going to be a first-time uncle. Yes, I am. My brother gave me the go-ahead to start telling people about this. They, He and his wife are having their very first child, so I figured I'd take a moment to give a great big shout-out to them. And um, how long have they been married? See, they've been married, I believe, since, I want to say 2014, 2015. So it's been about six, seven years. Okay. The Tuesday after today is National Stress Awareness Day. I think that's an issue probably relevant to everyone. Uh, everyone's probably got their own unique story. I would encourage any of you to, you know, um, seek help if necessary. Mm-hmm. And do what you got to do to manage it or whatever. Uh, I'm rooting for all of you. I know there's several like websites where, that you can visit. I know like I've been to a therapist before that helped me through things. I might go back at some point because of all the things that happened in 2020. But yeah, honestly, just having someone to talk to about my stress or whatever's been going on is very helpful. So I recommend a lot of people to do the same. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably uniquely difficult for me. I'm not the most open book. I'm, I I guess I'm not comfortable talking about, about a lot of what's going on inside me, but sure. um, I guess I bury it and, but mm, I figure out a way, I guess, no, to ignore it. I don't know if it's the healthiest strategy, but I, f- I feel like I can, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've done pretty well, maybe fighting some of those feelings on my own. Okay. I mean, everybody has their own way of going about things. Yeah. 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 Now, prior to our launching this series, um, when Jordan and I were going back and forth on Google, discussing ideas, potential ideas for this series, uh, he mentioned a game he had heard about, he he discovered called Will You Press the Button? Mm-hmm. And so um, I've got willyoupressthebutton.com pulled up right now on my Chromebook here. And I've got it on my phone here. Yeah. Yep. So I figured, what, um, maybe we could maybe go back and forth taking turns, um, answering some questions. So for those of you who don't know, basically, uh, you're presented with a situation, um, like something you have to choose to either accept or reject, and with it c- would come a certain condition. Like, uh, for an example, this is my own imagining, um, would you be willing to accept all the money in the world on the condition that you have to pay half of it in taxes each year? That's an example, my imagining. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, there's this good thing, but then here's the catch. Right, right. Um, so what, what should we go maybe uh, back and forth answering a few? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay. All right. I'll go first, and I've got here on my screen. All right. You get a random superpower, but here's the condition. You mm -hmm. will be hated and feared irrationally for it if anyone ever finds out. And I think I am going to press the button on this one. I was about to say, I probably would too, because I feel like that's what a lot of superheroes do anyway. That's why they conceal their identity. Because if people knew who they were, then they'd probably come after them. But like... Like my first well, I just decided... like Spider-Man. Okay. Well, I just decided maybe... I just decided, well, I don't I don't care if how people react to it. I'm, well, I can have it, and, and people cannot like it, and I can be okay with it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, um, you got one on your phone? Yep. You get the ability to travel in time, but you can only travel in one direction, future or past, which you choose before gaining the ability. So really, once you travel into the past, you can't go forward again. Or if you travel into the future, you can't go back again. So like, like personal past or future or just in general, you think? I'm thinking general. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll press on this one. All right. And let's see how many people... 66% of people agree with you. All right, so 66% also pushed it. Yep. All right. Yeah, maybe well, it'd be nice to maybe go back and maybe witness some history. Yeah, I'm seeing some comments here that people thought traveling backwards would be better. All right. And this one says you will be able to be invisible, but the cost will be 100 bucks per hour. And I am going to say no. So wait, say I that one again. You'll be able to be invisible, but the catch is you have to pay 100 bucks an hour. So every time you use it, Holy and I hell. said, "Yeah, I, I, I definitely would not press the button." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Finances, I think, are tight for me as it is. I don't. I think that's uh, not, not an economically wise choice for me. Yeah, and there's at least for me not very many times where being invisible would be practical for anything. I don't know, except maybe uh, maybe uh, hiding from somebody trying to kill you. Or just someone who's been stalking you, whatever the case may be, but yeah. All right. <clears throat> so for this one, you could have an internal tracking device inside your brain that helps you find anything that you lose, but 
Everyone knows of you having this power, and every day there are people asking you to find some of their own belongings. So I guess if I push the button, I would be running the risk of being hounded by requests from a lot of people all the time um, to help them, to help them find something, even if it's not that important, I guess. Yeah, pretty much you have the ability to find anything you lose, but people will probably take advantage of that. Yeah, I guess it depends on on, a, on what I lose. I mean, I guess I guess the thing kind of things that I probably lose track of the most often or maybe uh, or maybe um, I don't know if I really I really lose stuff hardly ever. You know, maybe I'll just pass on this one, not not push. Yeah, I'm kind of debating because I know oftentimes with games like this, people will pay very attention, very much attention rather, to the way it's worded. And they're saying you will find things that you lose. But... People are asking you to find things that they lost. So would it still work? And most people would probably say, hey, I'll push it because uh, because they lose their keys or something. Right. Uh, so you said you would not press the button, right? Right. Okay. Uh, it looks like 27% of people agreed. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly lot fine of with me. Yeah, I was about to say a lot of it probably just was based on that technicality and the wording. Okay. Are you still torn? I, I probably won't press the button simply because I don't want people taking advantage of me or at least trying to. Okay. All right. I've got one on here that says... You can now make anything from nothing, but you suffer immense pain whenever you form something. So you can literally just create whatever you want, but it's going to hurt. Yeah, I think so. And how painful did they say? Mm, immense. Immense pain. Real um, bad, real bad. I guess I ultimately think... it would depend on what I'm creating. Like if... I think I would say I think I would say no. See, at first I was going to say no, but then I thought if I can create literally anything, then I could create an instant cure for cancer. And while I would feel immense pain, it didn't say it will it would last forever and ultimately it would be worth it. I would think. So if I were to use it for reasons like that, then I would press the button, but otherwise probably not. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure it's worth the pain. I, 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 I won't press. Okay. What do other people say? Uh, maybe I can go back and see. 
Hang on, let's see. Oh, do you already go past it? Seventy percent said they would press it. Okay. Hopefully, it's for good reasons. All right. So the next one I have here. You have the ability to fly at speeds of up to 150 miles per hour, but you have no legs. So you could fly, but you can't walk? Yeah, I mean, if you're flying, you don't really need your legs for that anyway. Um... I, f I figure I fly, I don't need to walk, so I'll press the button. Yeah, and even then, you could probably use something that helps you move around, like a wheelchair, when you're not flying. Might be flying, or getting to fly, like as fast as a race car. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, 150 so I miles an hour, yeah. And it's almost pretty split, because 53% pressed it, whereas 47 did not. So no like clear cut majority winner, but but just a slight yeah. one. Yeah, just slight. Yeah. Okay. This next one says, "You get one dollar every minute of your life for the rest of your life, but you have to lose your sense of humor if you accept that." Hmm. I mean, having, like, getting a dollar a minute, or not a dollar a minute, a dollar every, wait, is it a dollar every minute? I think so. Okay, so I'm not going to do, like, any heavy mathematics here, but a dollar a minute, that's $60 an hour, which is at least four times minimum wage. But I know there are some jobs that will still pay more than that, depending on what it is. Plus, I honestly get the most satisfaction out of making people laugh. So I don't think I'll press the button. Yeah, all right. Um, uh, I probably wouldn't. I, I don't know if I have much humor of my own as it is, but, uh, uh, but if I have... But if I were to gain a dollar a minute automatically, mm -hmm. I would probably have have too much money and and get carried away. Like it says in that one uh, Proverbs passage, you know, you know, if I have too money, God, I might deny you. If I have too little, I might steal from people. Yeah, I mean, that definitely can happen. Like some of the nicest people, they can be. Corrupted that way. Okay. Um, how about one more from you? Sure. And this is honestly kind of an interesting case. Um, All right. You can have any woman or man that you want, but you have to have a cage match fight with Chuck Norris. I could probably use a little cage fight now and then. Um, uh, that would probably might be good, like muscle training. I guess uh, I don't know if uh, 
Yeah, if I would, if he would break one of my bones or something, but, but, you know, you know, you know, I'd I'd get to pick a good, decent woman to partner with, and uh, and I might build some body strength. There you go. I think I'll press. Yeah, I think I'll press. All right. Uh, just out of curiosity, if there was like one celebrity that you would want to be with or like a celebrity crush, I guess, who would it be? Ah, good question. So like a celebrity to date or marry? Sure. Uh, I've actually have like kind of a list of rotating Hollywood crushes. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. probably just uh, I'll probably just name names. Sure. So, Laura Morano, um, Lacey Chabert, uh, Christy Carlson Romano, probably my number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, 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 I think also Peyton List, the Disney Channel star, and uh, Joanna Garcia's Swisher. Who's been on Once Upon a Time, Astronaut Wives Club, Freaks and Geeks? Okay. And, and Amy Adams. All right. Yeah, yeah. I guess those are like, like the big ones. Cool. Uh, yeah. Can you uh, can you tell me yours? Well, the one that is always the one I go to when asked a question like that is Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. I've seen her in, like, in Birdman, La La Land, uh, The Help, Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. Um, um, Zombie Land. I saw Easy A as well. Yeah. I think she's she's, she's going to be in the upcoming Cruella movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ultimately, I would just be excited to meet her. There's a long list of celebrities that I'd like to meet, and she's definitely on there. Oh, oh yeah. Like, any other crushes you can tell me? Uh, not so much any crushes. I mean, when I was younger, it was Natalie Portman, but not so much now. Yeah. I kind of grew out of that one. When I was younger, I had um, uh, a thing for, well, back then she called herself Alexa Vega. Now she's Alexa Pena Vega of Spy Kids movie fame. Okay. Uh, When I was older, it was Ashley Tisdale. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I know her. Yeah, uh, I still like them somewhat. I think they're good at what they do, and, you know, um, they're they're decent people, I think. Yeah, I haven't heard anything bad about people like Ashley Tisdale, at least thus far. So, no, 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 she seems, I get, I guess, grounded and down to earth enough. Yeah, and they just, and they just, um, um, you know, they, they, there's a series, an original series on Disney Plus, a sort of documentary series. I don't know if you've seen it called Becoming. Oh. Uh, I might have seen it when scrolling around on there. I haven't watched it though. And so um, now they've um, they um, explored the life stories of celebrities like Ashley Tisdale, Nick Cannon, 
Rob Gronkowski, um, Caleb McLaughlin of Stranger Things fame, okay. and some others. Yeah. That that's so. It's just like a look into their personal lives, well, or their or their um, their beginnings and career stories, rather. Okay. There used to be this show that was on for a little while. I completely forget the name, but it had to do with a celebrity temporarily swapping lives with like a common person that had the same name as them. So example, if like Dwayne Johnson, if there was a non-celebrity named Dwayne Johnson, they would swap lives. Swap lives for a week and see how the other lives like they get to experience what the other has to do or gets to do i wish i could find it but it was really cool to see so that it was it would be put into perspective for both of them okay i think i have like uh, i might have like 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 you know, I think I have um, crushes on, like, on like a few of the Loud House actresses as well. You know, mm -hmm. I've and uh, I've seen them, of or or heard them, and uh, they seem like nice girls. Uh, I haven't seen much of Loud House myself because I really don't have Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, or any of those. So, like, I have a basic idea of what Loud House is, but. I don't know any of the actors or actresses. Well, they've got uh, Jessica DeChico, who was on Emperor's New School. Uh, really? Nika Futterman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and she was also an alumnus to Syracuse University, too. Go figure. Wow. Yeah. Go Orange, my college team. The, the, I didn't go there. I went to MCC here in Rochester. Yep. Yeah, um, and uh, Nika Futterman from uh, Hey Arnold, Maya and Miguel, Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh. And Catherine Tabor, whom I mentioned before, is uh, Lori Loud. And and she uh, was Padme on Clone Wars. Oh, wow, okay. Like, I've been watching um, Clone Wars, so I'll have to watch out for that one. All right, um, Liliana Mumi, who was in uh, the Cheaper by the Dozen films, the sequels to Disney's The Santa Claus, uh, okay, the and the uh, Air Buddies film series. Oh wow! Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, Gray Griffin, also known as Gray Delisle, like one of the biggest names in voice acting, probably. Done Fairly Odd Parents, Rugrats, uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. All right. Uh, uh, Laura Jill Miller, who um, has done work on screen and stage, was in a, a sitcom called Give Me a Break, and has done some soap opera acting as well, and has been on Doc McStuffins. Okay. And Christina Pacelli. Um, also has been on Doc McStuffins. Is Christina Pacelli, is she related to Andrea Pacelli? Uh, you know? It's uh, Puccelli with a P. 
Oh, Puccelli. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, why don't we move on now to our main topic? Sure. So today it's what actors and music might be good for our own biopics. So if our stories, hypothetically, were told in a feature film, um, what songs or music um, might fit in with our stories and mm -hmm. who might be good to play us? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I... I didn't come up with like a long list of actors to play me, but I did have at least a like a small list of songs to use. Yeah, like um, can, can you like um, name them and and why you chose them, and we could maybe go back and forth. Sure. Uh, I kind of put this one on the list because I started listening to it recently, but. The first one I wrote down was Defying Gravity, which is a song that comes from the musical Wicked. Yeah, that's, that's like a like a modern theater classic right there. Yep. And I put it on there because it has like the message of be your own person, set your own path. And they're like, I fly so high, so nothing can stop me now. It's like, don't yeah. let anything get in your way of doing what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. for my like like limited knowledge of the show i would say that uh alphaba takes that idea to a dark unhealthy extreme but generally it's a you know it's a kind of good concept you know be yourself that kind of thing yeah like any positive message can be twisted but it's still a positive message yeah and adina menzel is i guess an on-off crush of mine. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm pretty charmed by her. I mean, hey, everyone has their own likes and dislikes in people, so I'm not one to judge. Nah, well, I didn't expect you to. Awesome, because I wouldn't have wanted to. It's your choice. All right. One song that I thought of for my own movie. Now, I haven't really seen the film in full, but I know the song. I'm acquainted with the song overall enough. Okay. Go the distance from the Disney film Hercules. Oh, you know what? I wrote that down too. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> so maybe, maybe they could combine both of our stories into one and we, they could like, um, do kind of like a summer nights in Greece thing, you know, go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we both picked it, you know, then must mean it must work for both of us. Yeah. Uh, why'd you put it on your list? Uh, I think, you know. You know, like the like the lyrics of uh, now dreaming about glory or dreaming about being a somebody. You know, there's that theme in there, kind of implied in the lyrics that I've I felt like I've had that ambition or, or I used to when I was younger. Even 
even in recent years of my life, you know, I dreamed about about uh, being somebody that you know that many would love, and in a set, in one sense, I think a lot of people do, but but I wanted to really like, I used to want to be like a superstar, an icon, and uh, I no longer feel that way. You know, I'm pretty much. Uh, content, you know, uh, maybe working at my current job in the school district for the rest of my life, and then maybe, uh, and then maybe doing something rather. I I don't know if the right word is obscure. That you know something not as famous or noticed, like you know, like voice acting for commercials or, or, or or just podcasting, and inter and maybe interviewing celebrities. And getting to know them more personally someday and maybe doing this podcast more in the future. So you'd generally rather stay out of the spotlight? Yeah, I think I think maybe the biggest reason because because I can maybe get addicted to adulation or my motives may be impure sometimes when I say or do or do something. And, and you know, and can maybe teeter on the selfish brink or selfish side. So, uh, you know, you know, if if I can maybe use my fame, if maybe God can use my profile for good, sure. Then then maybe uh, then maybe it would be okay. But I don't know. I uh, I guess I would be afraid of uh, uh, getting too carried away and. And too focused on getting attention and things for myself, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's always going to be like that temptation there, but honest to God, the biggest reason I want to be like a big actor, big voice actor, big star, whatever, is just so I can reach out to more people and have a bigger positive impact on society. Yeah, and I suppose uh, that that would be like an advantage of having a profile like that is you know having having that easily having that tremendous influence. But um, I feel like you know uh, you can accomplish that even even if you're living uh, what they would call a normal or ordinary life that's not that glamorous or globally famous or whatever right although something that always comes to my mind is like for example the make-a-wish foundation because a lot of people they will use their wishes to like meet a big person and i'm not saying i want to do that just so i can have that like position where people will want to see me but i've watched like many compilations of people really wanting to meet people and then when they do they get overly excited and honestly i just want to be one of those people that can give them that excitement well that's good i think that's a good ambition yeah so that song i think would um would probably describe that that former stage in my life of um of of loneliness and ambition and w wanting 
of wanting to be something more to more people that would probably describe that stage in my life. Sure. And I also think, especially since I kind of did this in the movie anyway, that song would be a good song to play for like a traveling montage. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because I think in the movie, they show him in multiple places before he even gets to where he's going. Like they show him walking on like a Rocky Canyon type place. He's in a field of flowers. He gets close to the Temple of Zeus and then he's finally there. I think at one point he also like knocks down a tree or something or uses a log to cross a watery river, something like that. I think you know the film better than I do. Well, I've also seen it a few times, one or two times recently. So, mm. Mm. have you watched it mm, on cassette, DVD, TV? Uh, I think we have it on cassette at this point, but we'll probably get get it on DVD at some point. And if we were absolutely desperate for whatever reason, I think it's on Disney Plus. Um, you have Disney Plus? I've through my sister. All right. Well, thanks, Julia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got ours through my dad. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's um yeah, he's a pretty generous guy. He sounds it. Yeah. 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 So, um, did you have um, a unique reasoning of your own for picking Go the Distance? It was kind of along the same lines as what you were saying. It would be a good song to express what I hope to get out of life, believing that I can make it there one day. And then, as I was mentioning, it would be also a good song to play while uh, doing like a traveling montage. Okay. So... So what was uh, another one that you wrote down? Well, the next one I had written down was specifically the reprise of One Jump Ahead from Aladdin. And we were both in Aladdin. In a sense, yeah. It wasn't like a stage version, but it was still technically a musical. It was remotely, yeah. Yeah. But... uh. I don't know if everybody realizes that this is technically a reprise to that song, but for those who aren't fully aware, this is the moment where uh, the prince going in to see Jasmine kind of shuts the door to the palace on Aladdin, kind of insulting him. And as he's walking back to his little um, hideout, I guess, for the lack of a better word, he's kind of saying, if people would just take a closer look, they'd see I'm different than what I am on the outside or more than what they know. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that is one of the more relatable songs that I've heard. So it would, to me, be a great fit somewhere in a biopic for me. I think now that you've mentioned it, I think it would probably work in my own story. Okay. Because, you know, I guess, uh, for like about as long as I can remember, I feel like I've been I've been judged by people because they misunderstood me. Yep. 
maybe maybe it has something to do with my autism, and maybe you could say the same about your story because because you're because you're autistic. Yep. Uh, and well, I guess I guess I as I've gotten older felt. Maybe until recently, or maybe a little bit lingering, even now, uh, a deter a determination um, to prove that I'm uh, that I'm not just a waste, or not just a, a big bunch of trouble or garbage, and and that is, in a way, I guess, kind of the idea that this. That this song one jump ahead expresses yeah so so what do you got next yeah i guess this is a sort of unique case i thought of um a song by bruno mars called uh young girls i don't know if you're familiar with it I know of Bruno Mars, but not that song. So, you know, you know, for a lot of my, I guess, childhood and adolescence, I have struggled with not technically pornography, but um, but uh, consumption that had media consumption, I guess you could say, that had a porn-like effect on me, on my thinking, on my emotions, maybe. Okay. Uh, every Everyone's different, I guess, in a sense, so it doesn't matter. What matters ultimately isn't necessarily what you're consuming, but how it affects you, I think. Yeah, really, everyone has their own thing that they struggle with, so... Uh, and, and, I, and I'm sure there's some people that have very similar things going on. So you're not alone. I don't think I am. So, yeah, you know, uh, you know, in in recent years and and for years, multiple years before that, uh, it was a major struggle that <laughs> that I uh, I did quite. A good job more often than not of keeping in the closet and it became kind of like i guess you could say it was an addiction and and you know the song may have been specifically talking about like one night stands or impure sexual romantic relationships but hmm. but I think, but i think the kind of emotional thoughts expressed uh, can kind of apply to you know someone going through uh, a bad addiction and and struggling to you know, escape escape the feelings or escape those bad habits. I guess. Sure. Yeah. I think it was uh, uh, Lucy and Charlie Brown that was like the fact that you're aware that this is going on means you're not too far gone. Yep, and uh, she said that um, to Charlie Brown in a Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, uh, we mentioned that that line on a previous episode. Yeah, I, I think I thought we did. I just couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, I think it was the second one. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what the heart really behind the writing of that song was, but you know, uh, the kind of stuff, the kind of feeling of a feeling of uh, shame or or disapproval of one's own bad habits, like like in this case, I guess it's relating to to you know connections with girls, sort of. I guess in a way, it applies to me. You know, I never really, I never really had. A romantic history. I have never had one, but uh, but I I have been guilty of <laughs> of do of of doing stuff behind closed doors that have uh, that have in a way fueled or or produced um, feelings of discrimination and I guess frankly hatred um, toward the opposite gender. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's really like um, the heart of the problem. If you're struggling with something like pornography, or just or just looking with a lustful attitude at at a picture of a girl or or a girl in person, it's discriminating because you probably wouldn't look at just any that way. And oh, yeah. in you know in. Uh, our school district uh, employee training. We have these periodical uh, training courses online, uh, and in the uh, course for se handling sexual harassment, uh, it describes harassment as a form of discrimination. And so, in a way, it gets to like, like the root of the problem or why it's a problem. Yeah. Well, I commend you for talking about it, though. Yeah, I've never really opened up like that about it before. I've never really told anybody. I, well, I, like my parents have known, and probably my sister have known, have have known at least a fraction of of that story. But, um, I, I feel like you know, a song. A song with that kind of story would would fit into my biography well. Okay, that's well thought out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got another one? Yeah, I've got a small list left. Um, the next one I had written down. Uh, was a song by Tyler Wood simply called Dad. Never heard of Tyler Wood. I hadn't either until I accidentally stumbled across this song somehow. Uh, but for those who do not know, and nobody would blame you because I haven't really talked about it at great length with too many people, uh, back in October of 2020, I did lose my father. And I had heard this song not too long after, and it kind of hit home because the song really talked about all the good things about this guy's dad and really how he thought he deserved more than a thank you or a pat on the back. And the last 
line in the chorus was anyone else would call you Superman, but I would call you dad. And honestly, I feel like that's how I was with my father. And you would say he was um, that good a man? Oh, oh, most definitely. Yeah, well. So I feel like it would be a good kind of homage to him. Yeah. I probably missed out because I never got to meet him. I have met your mom, I think. Yeah, you have met my mom, I'm pretty sure. Uh, my dad, he often helped with the shows that you and I have been in, and he would usually uh, be there at least once or twice for the meet and greets at the end of the shows. So maybe you've seen him around and you just didn't realize it, but I don't think you've officially met him. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, I, I've met your mom, you know, going uh, going across the street to the Kodak Center on uh, we had we had our cast photo night at the theater. Oh, OK. Um, right. Uh, right. I think. Um, um, I don't know if you remember, remember this. I said, that, you know, uh, I'd wear a hat, but I don't want to mess my hair up for the picture. <laughs> well, I mean, the cast picture, which is the one that has like everybody in it, it's shot from a good distance away. So really, that's not the picture you really need to worry about. And then the close up individual photos, we have our costume on, so... It's probably not that much of a problem. We also had headshots taken in, um, I think, one copy in black and white, one in color for each of us. That is true. I didn't think about that. Oh, uh, I'm taking, well, they had us all wear plain black. And um, it was probably like uh, maybe, I don't know. Was that like maybe the middle of October? I think it was still fairly warm at the time, and we were we were still at the Eagles Club. Yeah, I think that was early mid October, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually, yeah, I actually bought my shirt for that photo. Oh, oh the day that my shot was taken, actually. It was, yeah, so it was like a last-minute grab. I went to the mall that day. Okay. I had um, found something from Old Navy online, and I went and grabbed that at the mall and and wore that to rehearsal that night and got my picture taken. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's probably one of my favorites in my whole closet. That is cool. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, who who went last? Who said their song last again? Uh, I think the last one I listed was Tyler Woods' "Dad." Yes. And then we yes. kind of went into the theater stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this next song. I have a vague memory of hearing on a cassette when I was younger. Okay. It was, it was a Suzanne Vega album. Um, some of you may recognize the name because her song, Tom's Diner, was sampled on a recent hit 
called Centuries by Fallout Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's another song that was on that tape called Luca. And I read a little bit about it online. And, and it's apparently it's supposed to be about... Uh, well, it's implied that the child who's the singer is being abused. Oh. And uh, this... Mm, but this was inspired by this song was inspired by a group of kids she saw like outside her apartment window or something. All right. There are like there are like some lyrics in the song like like if you hear a suspicious noise or hear something violent or something, you know, don't ask if I'm okay or don't do anything about it, just ignore it. Which is I guess is kind of a sarcasm. I'm pretty much the kids saying. I'm, I've given up hope. Hope whatever happens, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it. Like it, I don't, I don't care if I die or or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I I wouldn't say that I've been abused, at least not on purpose. You know, I've, I no, I have felt I felt hurt. I have felt felt like I've been treated harshly. In in past years, and and I, I don't I don't know. I just think for that reason, I I would probably only like this song in there somewhere. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You have any more? Yeah, I've got like three or four left. Um, one that I also wrote down was Heaven's Light from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Another Disney. Oh, yeah, I'm a big Disney guy. Uh, but this one in particular, I selected because... Sorry, that was my dog. Um... Hey there. But yeah, I put that one in there because it's a song where he, meaning Quasimodo, he finds somebody that he is attracted to and he starts thinking, I never thought this could happen to me, yet here we are. And around a couple times, like a small handful, maybe, if I found somebody that I was attracted to, that song would often pop into my head. So it's like if my biopic had a love interest for whatever reason, they could throw that song in there. Like maybe played by Emma Stone? <laughs> Ideally, maybe, but... Yeah, uh, Emma Stone, if you're listening to this and you need a character in a film, please think of us. Yeah, yeah. you do good stuff. You've done good stuff. Um, um, you're talented. I like you. Thank you. Uh, um, I'm talking to Emma, but but um, but you're good too. I, I I didn't realize that. I'm sorry, but yes, Emma Stone is very talented. <laughs> 
Okay. So, um, um, the next one on my list is something, it, um, you probably recognize it as like a major Christian radio hit. It's probably been used in a lot of churches lately. Okay. And it's, it's by a group called I Am They, and the title is Scars. And, and just about all the lyrics uh, would pretty much that much describe uh, uh, how I've matured past past my uh, my am ambition to get uh, get glory and fame for myself and you know, I know and to me the message of the song is like like you know uh, you know I've I've been I've experienced pain. I've, and but, but, but God made it work for my best. And I feel like you know, I've been disappointed. You know, I've had dreams that have never come true. I've never experienced romance. I've never experienced, you know, like Hollywood fame. And and if none and if none of those ever happened, happen. I don't think I would have a problem with it. Okay. And, and, I, and I think, uh, I think um, for so long I was chasing things like that in a rather aimless way. But, uh, but now, uh, but now I can say now that um, I'm more content. I'm okay that, okay, that that never happened. And I'm, um, I would probably say that I'm actually thankful that none of that ever happened because now, uh, now I, because because it didn't happen and because I went through so all these difficulties, I'm stronger in Christ now. I'm I can uh, I can be kind of Jesus to other people. I can uh, I take I can be. I can I can be stronger now in God, that kind of thing. I feel like that's that's the sort of thing that this song says to me. Awesome. That very good for you, buddy. Yeah. 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 It's a refreshing kind of thing to, for a song to say, I'm thankful for the scars that I've had. Mm hmm You know, most people would probably say. Oh, wait, oh, wait, this hurts so bad. There's nothing good about this. But uh, this song is kind of saying, I guess, the opposite. It's saying, you know, you know, I'm glad I'm glad that, that these that this pain happened uh, because it brought me to a better place, a more mature place or something like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, what have you got? I one of the last couple that I have written down here was uh, "This Is Me" from The Greatest Showman. Oh yeah, my sister likes that movie. Oh yeah, I didn't see it right away when it first came out. In fact, it took me a while to actually get the opportunity to watch it. But once I did, I fell in love with the music. Oh yeah, I've heard a little bit of the soundtrack, and we actually, um, no, for um, 
our at the movies series like like a few years ago in the summer. Yeah. Summer, one of the movies that we used was The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I kind of okay, I pretty much selected this song because um of the main message it has, which is basically society may think that I'm a bit different or I'm a bit weird or that I'm not anything like them, but if they can't accept me for who I am, whatever, this is who I am. Deal with it. It's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a very uplifting, inspiring kind of, there was another word I had for it that really worked. Um, empowering Power. song. Uh, power. Um, I was thinking like power anthem or power ballad. Same kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I did have just one last one on my list, and this okay. is a song that, and this is a song that I think probably most all the world knows by now. It's it's um, a song that some people might think was overplayed. Back in its time, eh, and it probably gets old after a while, but in a way, if you script the sequence just right, I or if you were to script the sequence just right, I think it would work fairly nicely. All right. And it's the song Somebody That I Used to Know by Gautier featuring Kimbra. I feel like I should know what that song is. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if you played a sample, you'd probably uh, uh, you'd probably have a light bulb go off like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I imagined like maybe like a scene like late in the movie where uh, where I'm talking back and forth with my past self. And uh, often now, well, one self is doing some lyrics, and the other one's doing others. Like, well, like the past self would maybe be doing the chorus, and maybe the present self would be doing the verses. And like, uh, like because um, the first lyric that came to mind was in like, like the bridge or the second verse where it says, "I think it's something like, you had me believing it was always something that I'd done." I think that's. And uh, a lyric that uh, that applies to me because you know, I guess I guess people were always uh, for for a lot of times in my life I, I felt like people were were getting mad at me for something and I've and it and it probably psychologically scarred me to a point where I felt like like a lot of the stuff that was happening to me that that didn't feel good was because of something stupid that I'd done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then this idea just kind of started to flow from there. Huh? I could, I could definitely see it then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You said you had what? Two more. Well, the last one I had, for this list um 
was a song by Smash Mouth called Everyday Superhero. I mean, I, mean, I, I know the group. I know, like, like a few of their of their recordings, but not that song. Well, if you want to hear it in a film, it was done, I believe, in a movie called The Pacifier that had Vin Diesel. Uh, you know, you know, I don't remember. You know, you know, you know. If I heard the vocals, I would, I would recognize the artist. Probably, I've seen the movie more than once, but I don't remember. Um, was it in the end credits? I think it was in the end credits. Again, I think so, but it's been a little while, so I don't remember for sure. But I know it was at one point in the movie when he was starting to really get used to being in the position that he was in watching the kids or whatever. So they played that song as he was kind of prepping himself for the day, like making sure all the kids have what they needed. He was ready to care for like the toddler or whatever the case may have been. If something should happen. Uh, I think you're thinking of uh, the good Charlotte song, the Anthem. But that that was in there. I think that's maybe the montage you're thinking of. If it's a montage you're talking about. I think it was a montage. Yeah, I regardless of where it was in the film, again, I'm pretty sure they played it twice. But I I put it on there because um it was kind of like saying I'm kinda different. No, that's not it. I was thinking of something else. Uh, it kind of tells the message. I do exactly what any ordinary person would do. But just the fact that it's called Everyday Superhero kind of tells me, while I may do the same things as everybody else, I still feel good about doing it, or I leave a good impact doing what I do, even though it seems not out of the ordinary or special yeah no. like i'll yeah. do this normal thing but i'll do it with good intent so it may yield good results for other people yeah. if it seems boring or trivial yeah that's your problem but i'm ha i'm happy to do it i i think it can really make a difference yeah pretty much yeah yeah you ever wonder why of why the pacifier is so often televised? You know, I'm not entirely sure. That is an I, excellent I, question. I know it's been aired at least a good handful of times. Yeah, I don't get it either. You know, you know, it's not exactly. Uh, you don't hear it hear it talked about like as a blockbuster or something like that. But you know, uh, I guess it's something of a cult classic that. Uh, uh, that you know, that keeps popping up again. And uh, okay, so I while we were talking, I went on to YouTube to see if I could find the scene where that song would have played in the movie, and I might have found one or two possibilities, but I haven't clicked on anything yet, so I don't know. If these are just compilations of clips from the movie with the song played over it, or if it's the actual scene, I have no idea. But it is part of the soundtrack. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think the scene you were thinking of had uh, the Good Charlotte song, the anthem in it. That might be the case. I'd have to look back at that movie again to see if I can verify. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, and one last one you said. That was the last one. Okay. Yeah. I had um, a list of a few different actors that I thought might that might fit me. Okay. My first one was uh, just based on on his performance when I watched him in ABC Secrets and Lies, Ryan Philippi. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm just um. Uh, just uh, just the um righteous anger vibe. Uh, I just I just uh. Or or how he uh gets angry if he thinks uh somebody's crossing him or or when the character is um being na being nagged on or something or something he gets kind of gets fired up but in a good healthy way probably so so that's one of my choices there. All right. Now, what I did for mine is I had one, possibly two names listed for who would play a young version of me, the modern version of me, and a, like an adult or slightly somewhat older version of me. Like, not like old, old, but like maybe 10, 20, maybe even 30 years into the future. But All right. So for the young me, it was kind of hard to find somebody because there aren't too many like young blonde actors I could think of. So I looked up pictures of different modern celebrities when they were younger. And one that seemed to fit for me, at least when I was looking at it, was like a younger Zac Efron. Yeah, maybe they could like maybe insert old home movies of him into the into your movie. Yeah, it could do that. Um, I know in uh, the third High School Musical three movie, there was a song that kind of brought his character and his friend like thinking back to their childhood, and there was one segment in the song where they crawl under like a car and then their younger selves come out the other end. When they're like jumping around a, a junkyard full of cars and singing, the boys are back. Yeah, that one. So I thought maybe something like that or just a young, like the actual young Zac Efron. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's all right. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you thought of other ones for like um, um, other eras of your life? Yeah. Uh, one I had for the modern version of me. Again, this was slightly difficult to think of. At this point, there was just probably a lot of possibilities. But the one that I found that I thought looked closest to me out of all the people that I thought of was an actor named Chad Foss. I don't know too much about him or the kind of stuff that he's done before, 
it was primarily and almost solely based on the way he looked. Mm, At least that one of the any, photos that I saw. You can't name anything he's been in? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, I could go on IMDb and look. No, you don't have to. Okay. Or, um, okay, and what about the older version? Well, the adult me, I actually had two names for this. And the first one was uh, Chris Hemsworth. And um, it, hmm? does, he play, does he play Thor? He does, yes. But uh, it's not necessarily for the muscles, although that would be nice. Uh, but whether it be the way he was dressed or styled in Thor, or I've seen clips of him in real life just hanging out with his family or whatever, he has a kind of attitude or sometimes even appearances that I would have loved to have growing, not growing up, but when I grow up a little bit more, like he's got like a facial hair that goes around like the mouth, uh, he every once in a while has a little bit of hair that comes to a point on the top of his head that honestly really worked. But it, it's his overall cheerfulness that he seems to have that made me think, you know what? Yeah, th that could work. Um, do you do like any kind of workouts? Uh, I tried doing that in college, though I just could not keep committed to it because after a while. At first, it felt nice, but then after some time went by, it just felt like I had to do it instead of me wanting to, and that kind of drew me away from it. Yeah, I used to do a lot of treadmill walking, but I, I grew, I pretty much grew tired of that. Now all I do is just um, uh, just stationary bike pedaling, maybe an occasional basketball outside. That's that's pretty much all I do. I'm probably not the most rigorous or whatever thing, but I, I, I'm not I'm not that motivated. I don't think. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Well, well, did you ever do like a, uh, like a weight exercises like uh, at the college gym or anything? I did do that a little bit. I probably did it more often in high school, actually. But I think at one point I was able to easily bench press like 110 120 without too much of a problem uh but i don't know if i could do that now i don't know if i could ever do that i mean really it would just come with time and dedication and right now it's just not on the top of my priority list <laughs> well, uh, as if i were a pro athlete i'd probably have to do that like every day most of them probably do although they do advise often to at least take breaks or don't do it too often otherwise you might actually damage your muscles or throw up yeah that can happen too yeah okay um so uh you said there was uh, another one you thought of for your old self yeah, the other person that came to my mind is actually somebody we've talked to, or not talked, I wish we talked to, but no, uh, talked about 
a good chunk of times, and that is Vic Mignogna. Oh, yes, yes. We've mentioned him like probably three times, maybe more before. Yeah, we have. And I thought of him because he is the kind of guy I would want to be when I'm older overall. He absolutely loves talking to and hanging out with other people. He likes to see that he's made a positive impact on them, making sure they have a good day or at least making them smile. Uh, even when people are doing trashy things to him, he's not seeking revenge. He just takes it and then tries to move on as best he can. He's just overall a really genuinely nice guy that prioritize, excuse me, prioritizes other people over himself. And I feel like that's very admirable. And that's the biggest reason why I feel like he would be a great fit to portray an older me. You said uh, people treat him like crap. He just puts up with it. You said, yeah, I won't go into too much detail right now, especially since it would take a long time. But I think in January of 2018, it, it was around the time the English dub for the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie came out because he was the titular character in that film. Uh, right around the time that film came out, he got hit by several allegations from other voice actors. And at first I was on the fence because I didn't know the whole story. But as time went on, as things were released or talked about more, it just seemed like anything that was brought against him was complete and utter BS. And regardless of anything that happened towards him, he took it like a champ. He didn't express hatred towards anyone. In fact, I know at one point, he emailed one of the biggest people that was throwing allegations at him. And he was like, I have no idea what I did, but if I did do something, please let me know so I can at the very least apologize and try to make amends. So he, even though he believed he didn't do anything, he still wanted to make things right however he could he didn't say like how dare you say this to me or about me how dare you make people think i'm a bad person no he if anything just wanted to make sure they were on the same page yeah i think i can respect that and you know it reminds me of you know you know lately you you've probably heard about how lately our governor andrew cuomo has been accused of yeah of uh, harassment, I guess, or sexual misconduct. But, um, but I guess, I guess from what I remember, he has said that he never really meant to hurt anybody that, um, that, um, that he was apologetic for offending anyone if he did, which, which I guess is at least a starter, I think, or at least he's not, he, he doesn't seem to be acting acting like like he, like he doesn't see a problem or he doesn't care and 
overall, I probably wouldn't agree with his politics, but but I don't know. At least at least he's he's not acting or or implying that that he doesn't care how others felt. Yeah, he's not necessarily going on the offensive like with Vic, but. I'm trying to think of the best way to word this because I don't think Vic is doing this and I don't know the whole story about Cuomo, so I will try not to say too much. But there are several people out there that will apologize or say I wasn't aware that I did anything because they're trying to avoid being caught or whatever or they're trying to drive attention back away from them, or they're trying to make it seem like they're a good person. Some people won't think badly of them because it might hurt them in some fashion. Again, not saying either one of them did that, but I know there are several people, especially if you watch a show like a Maury or Steve Wilkos, where they'll act all confident, all tough, whatever the case may be, but the moment they're caught lying or doing something nasty that is when they'll start apologizing but at the same time you'll know that if they weren't caught they wouldn't have done anything i don't know if the same thing would apply to cuomo or not but i i'm just very skeptical when he is apologizing right now because i think at this point he's just trying to i'm not I'm going to throw a bunch of disclaimers out there simply because I don't want people giving me flack. I certainly do not know if this is the case for sure. But from my personal viewpoint, I think any apologies that Cuomo is trying to throw out there right now is for him to try and save his political position. I probably don't know enough about him to making an informed comment one way or the other, but I think I can say that I have, I have forgiven him in the sense that uh, I've, I've let go of any resentment or, or hurt that I've, uh, I felt toward him. I think if I think, I think I say, you know, give them whatever punishment is necessary and and do whatever they got to do. But, uh, but, and, but, um, uh, well, 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 don't don't completely don't like kill him or anything. Yeah, I was about to say you don't want to like do anything that you'll regret later. And oftentimes, if you do something like murder or assault somebody, that just makes you as bad as whatever you're accusing them of. No, it's like um, it's like that quote. This is um. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from Max Keeble's big move. We are no better than the bullies if we do exactly what the bullies do. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, I was thinking, you know, when we were uh, mentioning Vic a little bit ago. Yeah. Oh, oh are you familiar with... Um, the uh, Christian group DC Talk. Not too much, no. 
Oh, so it was um, uh, Toby Mack, Michael Tate, and Kevin Max, and um, they all went to Liberty Liberty University. I think like at or around the same time as Vic Mignogna did, and and Vic actually is credited with some of the vocal and music arrangement. And he did that on a couple of tracks, apparently, on DC Talk's first album. Son of a gun. Yeah. I mean, he, he's done a lot of songs or covers or versions of songs of his own. I know, I don't know if he made it, but somebody did on Spotify of a playlist specifically of a lot of the songs that he has done. And a good portion of them are like worship songs or something along that line. So I could definitely see him doing that. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, another interesting connection. Uh, I heard a, a parody uh, of um, a song uh, I think a lot of people have heard called Mary Did You Know. It was a Star Wars themed parody called Vader Did You Know. And Mary, did you know, was actually the lyrics uh, that were turned into the song pretty much were actually written by uh, another alumnus to Liberty, Mark Lowry. Mark Lowry. Wow. Oh, is that uh, the way you said that uh, made me think you probably are familiar with the name. I definitely have heard that name before. Yeah. So, um. Um, he sang two separate periods of time with the Gaither Vocal Band, and mm -hmm. he graduated from Liberty in 1980. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, um, he's done like uh, a number of um, albums of like of Christian comedy and singing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I grew up um, hearing and watching quite a bit of them. All right, I'm I'm assuming you can find his music on like YouTube or something like that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he probably could. He's um, probably on his own YouTube. I know he has his own YouTube, and uh, um, he has a book that he um, read uh, uh, read out loud on his YouTube uh, that he wrote like 20 years ago called "Live Long and Die Laughing." I think, and it's a good book from uh, from. What I listen to, I listen to the whole thing. It's, it's. There's some good stuff in there. All right, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all that uh, Liberty University connection there, and it made me think maybe, uh, maybe Lynchburg, Virginia, where it's located, is probably is probably the place I'll want to retire. There you Just go. Like, like because of that that stuff you know oh sure yeah uh, anyway back to my list of uh actors for me so another person i thought of was uh bradley cooper pretty much for a, like a similar reason to my reasoning for choosing ryan Philippi. you know his uh angry expressions like um like when I saw him in Burnt and Silver Linings Playbook, I remember having these having these fiery, angry expressions on camera, and 
and uh, particularly Silver Linings playbook, I think, you know, you know, when he would get, he would get all, all brewing with angry emotion about, about his wife cheating on him or ex-wife, I guess I should say. Okay. So, so yeah, that's pretty much the reasoning there. All right. Yeah. Oh. I'm taking then, and then you could probably say this is a very different, uh, a different selection. But I also selected uh, Devin Workheiser, whom I guess you could say rose to fame on Nickelodeon's Ned's Declassified as the titular actor. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that one too much because again. It doesn't have Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, but I feel like I can kind of picture him at least when he played that character. As me? Yeah, I, I could see it. Oh yeah. Well, um, did um, did you ever have a, a relative or something send you like like recorded recorded cable TV on cassette or something? No, it would just be when I'm with a friend that has those channels and we might happen to flip to Nickelodeon or whatever, as that show comes on. Oh, my grandmother did that more than once when I was a kid, she would, she would send our house like, like recordings of like SpongeBob or, or, or once she sent us a, uh, a recording when, when ABC aired the Santa Claus, even though we had the network, she still sent it to us. <laughs> yeah. So she sent us um, um, the wonderful world of Disney presentation of the Santa Claus and episodes of, um, well, at least mostly SpongeBob on one cassette. Hmm. Yeah. Like each cassette would have like one or two episodes on it. Actually, the one with the SpongeBob had a, uh, a bunch of them well, oh, like wow. well, like back in what most fans would say like the good era of the series like one through three i think seasons one through three like um like a uh, wormy or the secret box or or patty hype or um like or pizza delivery or uh, like a bunch of them that is awesome yeah 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 really not really. I think um, my my introduction, I think, to the show was um, uh, one that's vaguely in my memory of being in a hotel, tuned into Nickelodeon, and then and then like like a couple or so years later, I got this cassette from my grandma, and then eventually we got we got the first couple season box sets on DVD, um, hmm. and which I think are still. Like in our current house to this day, as far as I I know. All right. Yeah. I'll take um, um, from what I what I uh, from what I imagine you and our friend Dalton Letta, whom we've mentioned before, for who started uh, Campaign D, which uh, recently got their own commercial on TV. From what I imagine, you and him are are big fans of the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One of our favorite scenes to quote comes from, I think it's called Band Geeks, where Squidward is trying to quickly put together a band from the townspeople. 
And uh, it's the scene where Patrick gets into a fight with Sandy. They go outside. He pokes his head back in and he's been shoved into the trumpet itself. So like when he goes, actually, I think it might have been a trombone. In any case, uh, he walks back in. He sits on the chair. The trombone plays a note and his mouth opens to get the sound out. And, and with like every step he takes um, a note of the horn plays. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it seems like they're they're trying really hard to like expand the franchise. They've they've done a musical. They've done feature films. They just did like a, like a three D animated film. I think Sponge Out of Water. Uh, Sponge Out of Water came out. Let's see, let's see when was that? Um, I thought it was recent. Let's see the original. SpongeBob movie came out in 2004. That was after the first three seasons, I think, ended. Sponge Out of Water came out in 2015. And then the third SpongeBob movie just came out this past year. And I think the first SpongeBob movie was like, like one of the competitors of the first Incredibles. Was that the case? No, because I believe The Incredibles was released November 5th, 2004. Oh, wow. I, was it really that long ago? Oh, yeah, I guess so, because there was like a 14, 15 year wait for the sequel. Uh, and The Incredibles was probably the, uh, the first film that I actually saw in our current hometown of Rochester, New York, in a theater. Yeah, I'm not sure came, what the first one for me was. I came here in... Uh, we moved here July of 2004, like mid-July. When I was 11 years old. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so it was the summer after I graduated elementary school in uh, Freeville, New York, like in, just outside of Ithaca. Sure. Yeah. Or or the Dryden area, technically, I think you'd call it. Um, so, um, what would you say um was like is like your earliest recollection of a of a movie theater going experience? I think one of the first ones, at least I remember going to, was I think it was the uh, VeggieTales movie that told the story of Jonah. Jonah, a VeggieTales movie, yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought you might have grown up with VeggieTales because, um, as far as I understand, you're a person of faith, like I am. I mean, there's a. Uh... There's at least one or two people I can think of that also grew up in faith, but they actually, I won't say who right now, just in okay. case, but they actually weren't allowed to watch Veggie Tales. Hmm. Oh, they never, even, even though, 
even though they were in faith families? They were in a faith family. They still are. Uh, they never specified reason, and I'm not going to pry them of it. But for whatever reason, they just weren't allowed to watch it growing up. I don't know if they thought the idea of sentient vegetables was a little off, but that's the only reason I can personally think of. Oh, yeah. Saw plenty of VeggieTales videos in my day. Yeah. Yourself? Oh, yeah. I, uh, you can't really see because they're slightly off camera, but I actually have like a big rack of DVDs over here, and there's an entire section that just has VeggieTales there. My brother. Oh, he does that too? Uh, no, 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 I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, well, you're my brother, like in spirit, vegetables. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, in the sense that we both have that, you know, history of experience, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, I guess it's kind of funny, you know, the political opposite, you know, well, most um, faith families, uh, from what I kind of hear, well, they would insist their kids watch that, but but in the cases you talked about, it was pretty much the opposite. Well, it's like the one, maybe two cases, but most people that I know, especially if they're in a faith-based family like Christians, then, yeah, they've probably grown up with VeggieTales. <laughs> So uh, I said earlier, uh, Devin Warkheiser, probably because um, I guess I guess I don't really know how to describe it. I guess guess you know Ned Bigby just had that sort of um, personality of I'm not sure how to put it into words. Like how do I put this into words? Like just um, you know, just um, crazy ambition or, uh, or, or kind of just, uh, um, I'll go with my own flow or I'll go sort of my own way, my way, figure out my own flow sort of thing, I guess. Kind of like a, like an independence type thing. I'm sort of, I guess, kind of a creative, a creative mind. It didn't, I'm pretty much resented, resented traditional authority or, or, or like to challenge traditions, I guess. All right. Yeah. Let's take, and then I thought of, um, an actor who's probably relatively obscure nowadays, Spencer Breslin. That ring right. a bell? Uh, not for me. Uh, like he was in um, um, a Disney film called The Kid with Bruce Willis and uh, played an elf in the Santa Claus sequels and was also in a um, um, couple movies with Tim Allen like um, called Zoom and The Shaggy Dog. All right. Um, yeah. I'd say my reasoning is pretty much based on, you know, Oh, like his, um, like when he would angrily shout a line of dialogue, 
he would just get so fired fired up in this sort of he just had this sort of you no know, fiery vibe about him i can i can kind of see in myself i don't know if that makes sense yeah i get that yeah i also thought of uh, an actor who uh back when heroes was on nbc he was one of the stars, and now he is on another NBC show currently running, This Is Us, Milo oh, Ventimiglia. Yeah. My mom and I have been watching This Is Us, so... Oh, man, and, and we relate to each other so well. My mom uh, my, my mom is into that show, you know, now it's, you know, you know, we regularly watch new episodes together in the living room as a family. At least me and my parents. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, would you say you pretty much do the same thing? Yeah, a lot of times when I'm watching a show, it's often with any family members that are around at the time. Especially if it's a show we both really like, and This Is Us is one of them. Uh, some shows like America's Got Talent or uh, what's another good one? Uh, shoot. Yeah. What, is another good, what is another good one? That's a good question. Let's see. Yeah, like um, maybe, maybe um, Grey's Anatomy. Is that one? Uh, that's not one of them. Um Oh, uh, um, masked masked singer. Oh yes, good one, the good one. Though I haven't been watching it lately. I've been keeping up with the elimination results, though. Yeah, if nothing else, I do like to watch that. But we do like to um, like watch the performances, see if we can pick up any of the clues, and guess who it is before they reveal. We haven't gotten too many of them but there have been two or three where something will click excuse me will click and we'll be like oh wait i know who that is and then we, we get it right we feel so much more satisfied yeah i feel like the clues have been uh, difficult lately maybe on occasion i'll feel like like i might have a slight idea but i feel like oh, lately i never really have gotten any of them right yeah, we haven't gotten too many as of recent, but I know towards the beginning of this season, uh, there was a different host for a little bit because Nick Cannon had been yeah. diagnosed. Yep. Nick Cannon had been diagnosed with COVID, so he had to take right. some weeks off. And then at one point, they started doing like extra competitors. Wild Wild cards, yeah, that was the term I was looking for. And it was like a golden bulldog. And towards the end, we figured we knew exactly who was going to get sent home because their performance was honestly just, to us, not that good. But, um... She but then it ended like, up being... And then it ended up being Nick... And I was able to call that one, not necessarily because of the clues, but because she was like, we're going to forgo the 
vote tonight because I get to decide who leaves. It's like, what? That doesn't seem fair. And then she just said, it's going to be the bulldog. Take the hat off. It's like, wait a minute. It's been a little while since Nick has been diagnosed. And they're probably doing this as a means to bring him back to the show. So I bet that's Nick Cannon. And it turned out to be him. Yeah, I think that explains why uh, why they had Nishi make the call there. Yeah, because under normal circumstances, that honestly would not be fair. Yeah. So I think maybe she already knew it was him. Yeah, she, she probably did if she was going to do that. And then I don't know what was going on with like the first elimination of the series, but they decided to have Kermit the Frog, which uh, which was something I didn't expect when I, uh, you know, I read the results of the first episode. Uh, I, I looked on Wikipedia, I should say, I think, to uh, um, see who had been unmasked first. Sure. And I, I take, and the name Kermit the Frog showed up. And that was a surprise to me. I mean, I mean, um, I was used to, I guess because I was used to seeing, you know, like human performers getting unmasked. And then, or, and then, and then they have, have this puppet. They have a puppet hiding in one of these costumes. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the actual uh, unmasking being done, but when they took the headpiece off. Oh, I saw like, it. Oh, you did see? Okay. Uh, yeah, it was like, um, yeah, uh, he's like, something's in there. And then slowly, like green then, hands and, came out at first. Uh, um, slowly, um, uh, either, either that or his head popped out. It's Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was like um, the masking that wasn't like a hundred percent an unmasking, thing, but it's it's enough. I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, did you um, like um, last season, like have um confidence that you that you could correctly guess one of them uh let's see trying to think of some of the ones that were on the fourth season like like um i maybe name some if that helps sure like um or do you think should i name just like the characters or should i name the celebrities uh, was the banana season four or was he season three? Three. Okay. Cause when they started getting closer to his reveal, it kind of sounded like it would be. Uh, Brett Michaels. Yeah. I was about to say Brett, but I couldn't remember what his last name was, but like I started to pick up on it being him towards the end. It, it was tough for me. Like the last couple completed seasons, you know, you know, I'm, I mean, as they were going through, um, uh, going through the kitties run, I thought, I thought, I thought like late, uh, late in her run, I thought, um, but I based this just on just 
just on the style, the vocal style and the musical style of the performance, Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best Friend, I thought Catherine McPhee, but it it ended up, it turned out to be Jackie Ivanko. Oh, yeah. 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 In a way that was nice, allowed her to, allowed her to um, uh, more freely express um, her uh, versatile musical interests. In a way, yeah, and it was kind of interesting to see her standing next to Nick Cannon again because when she competed on America's Got Talent, he was a host at the time. Which Nick and she out. was quite a bit. She what? No, which which Nick pointed out when when she was unmasked. Now he said, uh, ten years ago, she and I stood on this stage together." And she was a bit smaller at the time, so just to see how much she had grown up since then was cool to see. Uh, there's always like um, there always seems to be like um, a connection that each of these competitors has to like want to at least one of the panel or to Nick Cannon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there was, there was that, for example, or uh, the penguin, Sherry Shepard, um, the view, Jenny McCarthy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another person I thought of for my role, um, John Francis Daly, who, as a kid, starred on the show Freaks and Geeks, and then um, later went on to um, write, do script writing for movies like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 and Horrible Bosses, and he's also acted on the Fox drama Bones. Okay, I yeah. I think it, I think it's really all based on his performance in Freaks and Geeks. That's sort of you know, kind of innocent, in innocent but very, uh, but very, very ambitious, um, hopeful um, young kid. You know. Yeah, it also looks like I'm looking on his page on IMDb. It looks like he was a writer for Spider-Man: Homecoming. I I do vaguely remember re remember reading that he wrote or was gonna write for a Spider-Man film. Yeah, he did. Back yeah. in uh, 2017, when that movie came out. Okay, so um, and then I thought, kind of for a similar reason, I guess, um, Thomas Middleditch, who who um, one of the stars of HBO's Silicon Valley and has done an American American Express ad and some commercials for Verizon. All right. Um, does uh, that uh, sound familiar, Thomas Middleditch? Uh, not really. I mean, it makes me think of Tom Hiddleston, but I know that's nowhere near the same person. Yeah, that ain't the same. Right. Yeah. It just happens to be a very similar sounding name. I think he, um, like in, like in maybe, maybe like the Verizon commercials and Silicon Valley, he um, gives off this vibe of, you know, 
think I had a poor connection. So I think he, like, in that stuff, is given off this vibe of, not, like, kind of similar to the John Daly thing. You know, inno- innocence, mm-hmm. and innocence, a little insecurity, nerdy, but, but ambition and intelligent at the same time, I guess. All right. Yeah. And there was just one more. This is probably um, a rather obscure actor. I, uh, I only really know him for doing this one thing. Um, he plays the role of Dimitri, who's sort of a goody goody kind of a kind of a kind a kind of innocent goody goody kid Dimitri on Cobra Kai. His name is Gianni DeCenso. Okay, I mean, I haven't seen Cobra Kai yet, but I'll be able to at least point him out now. Yeah, well, um, um, Dimitri is sort of a, um, um, like I said, kind of a, a goody-goody, uh, trying, uh, trying to do uh, do the right thing or or play it safe. And I guess uh, that may describe maybe both the past and the present me to some degree. So, so I went with him. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that pretty much covers my list. And I, I think that's all the both of us got. And, uh, well, and um, I probably won't be able to record for a couple of weeks, and I'll explain after we stop rolling. Okay. So, so if, if you want, you can look us up on YouTube, app, uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. Well, we put everything on our Facebook, and you can message us, email us specifically Facebook message us or or email us. We have a Gmail address you can find on our Facebook and I think it's also on our YouTube. And you know, feel free to you know you know join the conversation, talk to us and and if you know us, maybe request to be on a future episode. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to hear from everybody. Yeah, okay, so uh, until next time, this is More Layers, signing off. Take care. See you, everybody.